1: And as you can tell, this is not the voice or the name of Kelly Sisson, because today we're actually going to be interviewing Kelly Sisson to find out a little bit about her and her podcast and how this all came to fruition. So Kelly, can you say hi? Hi, guys. I am a little bit nervous, I have to admit.
0: (laughs) I feel like now um, I may have a taste of what it's like for people to come on a podcast and just kind of um, share about themselves. It's more nerve-wracking than I anticipated, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I gotta tell you, girl, like the same on my end, because I've never been the on this end of being a podcaster. So this is pretty cool.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, this will be fun. So thank you for doing this.
1: Yes, of course. Thanks for having me. All right, sweet lady. So can you give us just a quick synopsis of what makes Kelly, Kelly?
0: Oh gosh, that is a loaded question. What makes me me? You know, I've really been thinking a lot about how we often identify ourselves. Like I mean, I oft I do this too, you know, even on the podcast, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a therapist, I'm a hippie at heart. Like that's how um I often identify myself and those are certainly parts of my life and what I what I do. Um but really I would say the if you want to say like the heart and soul of me as a person is I just want people to be loved, to feel loved, and to live the best life that they can, however they define that. And so I think even throughout parenting, throughout being married, my family, friends, whoever, I just want to be able to... I swear I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but this is like legit me. <laughs> like I just want people to live a good life um and feel loved. And so that's just kind of my my role in life. I feel like that's really my calling, um, no matter what role I'm in. Um, random things about me. I moved to North Dakota. My husband and I decided within a month to move to North Dakota. Um, I applied for a job. I applied for a few different jobs, but I got this This one um, at a hospital where I was working was the first offer that I had. And I absolutely was thrilled about it because it was something I'd never done. And I knew it would be a great learning experience. So we loaded up in the car and headed to North Dakota with only like half of our belongings because a month is like no time, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> we, so we loaded up and we've been here ever since. Um, so I often say that in some ways, like I'll never skydive. I don't really like roller coasters, like things like that just freak me out like even kid roller coasters I don't love but I am a risk taker by nature and so I definitely take some risk in other ways um, such as moving I've moved multiple times in my life I just like new adventures and new people and learning and meeting people um, so that's another part of who I am um, I've always lived in the country for most of my life. I went to grad school in the city, but other than that, I am, um, a country girl, except that I don't really like, b- <laughs> I don't really like bugs <laughs> and I don't really like getting super dirty. So, I mean, I'm kind of a country girl, but I'm also kind of like, ugh, can I have like some clean li- cleanliness as well? So it's kind of that combo of things for me. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Of course, I do the podcast and I'm a therapist. Like I say, wife, mother, I don't know what else. It's hard to summarize yourself, huh?
1: I know. It is super, super hard. I totally agree with you. So, um, but you did a fantastic job well, Thanks. In. Um, so with that, from the literally the day I met you, I knew that you were an encourager and that you were there cheering people on and rooting people on. Now I didn't have the word encourager for that sure. until I really met you. But that was something that just exuded from you from oh. the beginning. So can you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name for this podcast and um, kind of where that inspiration came from? Sure.
0: Yes. Well, thank you very much. First of all, that's very kind of you to say. Um, I appreciate that a lot. You know, Kelly and the Encourages. So if I go back, let's see, it's probably been about a year Okay. Well, let's go back even further than that. So about five years ago, I had a friend um, who was really encouraging me. Her name is Jess. She's fantastic. And she was really encouraging me to start um, really reading audiobooks and like, you know, really pouring into myself really positive information in my life. And so I kind of took that for a little bit and then I really dove into it. And that's really when I began to see like a big change in my own life. But one of the books that I read was called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. So anyone that's familiar with Andy Andrews, he is an absolutely fantastic writer. I love his style of writing. It's relatable. It's real. Um, It's also super informative. And so I enjoy that portion of it. So in The Noticer, I'm not going to do a good summary of it because I'm someone who like reads a book once and I'm like, okay, done. On to the next. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I keep little nuggets of it. Um, But basically... um, He considers himself a professional noticer. He has a podcast if anyone's interested in that. And what he does is he just kind of really kind of picks up on things that other people don't pick up on, essentially. And and so, like, I started thinking about myself, like, what am I – And I would try out these different words, and I honestly couldn't even tell you what they were now, but I would try out these different words, and I was just like, you know, that doesn't fit. It just doesn't feel right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, this was probably a good four years that this question really went in my mind. Like, what am I? Like, how do I identify um, myself? And then I had a friend um, who was helping me come up with the podcast idea, and I knew kind of what I wanted, but it was hard to... I guess, summarize it. And so I just said, you know, I want to offer encouragement. And so we were throwing around ideas. And she said, Kelly and the encouragers. And I was like, yes, that is it. It just felt right. Um, It felt like that's what it should be. And it felt a little bit like superhero team. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) Kind of like the Marvel team. I don't know what. But it just felt – I felt like a good way to summarize what the cause is because it's not just about me being able to encourage other people. I mean, I want to connect listeners with encouraging people who are just like living their life, you know, and sharing Mm -hmm. their truths and being vulnerable. And so, um, through that process, as soon as I heard that name, I was like, "Yep, that's absolutely it," and I knew that I needed to move forward. But I mean, I'll be honest; this has been a process. I know, Brittany, <laughs> you've been with me through some of it. Like, it has just really been um, quite a process to really learn and understand the podcast world. You know, I loved listening to them prior to having my own podcast, but the actual production piece of things and how to make it possible and how to be able to share the message—I mean, all of those things were new for me. Um, And so I had a lot of people that were really encouraging me throughout it and have helped me um, to really make Kelly and the Encouragers what it is now. So
1: that's how we got here. Fantastic. You know, one of the things that I heard you talking a lot about in there is having people that are encouraging you that really know you. And it sounds like this friend that helped you come up with the name, she was able to do that because of how invested she was in um, walking alongside you, but also how well she knew you and knew how that would resonate with you. Absolutely.
0: You know, my sister a while back said something to me, um, like when I go into friendships, I jump like all in and that, I mean, I'm kind of like that in life in general. Like when I do something, I mean, uh, it's like all of me. I'm like, yes, like let's get, you know, let's do whatever our plan is, figure it out, you know? And the same thing with friendships. Like, um, I really like to invest in other people and have people really invest in me as well. And so I try to be my authentic self with people and, um, and I, for the most part, I think people are really authentic with me as well. And so it's it's easy to build those deeper friendships when you're just being yourself and you don't have mm-hmm. those guards up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're enthusiastic about jumping all in in friendships. Because I think sometimes as society as a whole, we kind of get this notion of like you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to stay reserved for a period of time. and. <laughs> And I think it's actually a really fantastic strength of yours being on the other end of it, of receiving that, that I really, really, really appreciate um, about you. So I'm glad that you're able to look at that as such a strength because I do believe that it really is.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely, I appreciate that. Um, it it might, for for people who are more reserved, and that's totally fine if somebody is, but it might just seem like um, a little different, I guess. I won't say strange. Maybe it seems strange. I don't know. <laughs> but I can see how... Um, From someone else's perspective, it might be like, oh, well, that's just really interesting because I don't I want to be really clear. I don't throw myself at people, but Mm -hmm. like I am there to support them and I am there to listen um, and to share. You know, I just Mm -hmm. I value people so much. um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that's just why it's so important to me to show up in that relationship so well.
1: Right. You were a natural born encourager, my friend. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. It,
0: it's, you know, there, it's been a, it has been a process, I will say. And, um, certain parts of my life, you know, maybe I was more comfortable with encouraging others and at other parts, maybe just based on what I had going on, not based on anyone else. Um, it's been a little bit harder, but I'm just so happy with where I am right now that I think it comes even easier now.
1: Yes, absolutely. That is fantastic. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about some of the, so you and I have talked about some of the struggles of being seen, Mm -hmm. um, on things like podcasting or putting ourselves out there for trainings or whatever that looks like, YouTube videos, anything like that. But the struggle of being able to be, um, a professional, real, authentic person, um, but also having your own personal stuff and not, um, how do you keep those lines so they're, they don't get too blurred?
0: Sure. So just so I'm clear on this, so you mean between um, being able to share authentically on my podcast, but also keeping those professional? Is that kind of what you're thinking?
1: Absolutely, like balancing your
0: personal and professional life. Sure. You know, and that is challenging. And I've had clients say to me that they listen to the podcast. I don't promote it to anybody. Um, I have audio equipment in my office so that sometimes people will ask me, you know, hey, what's that for? And I just, you know, really reassure people it's not on, it's plugged, (laughs) you know, it's unplugged, it's not on, but um, it's for a podcast that I have. And so I do have clients that have, you know, found it and I'm totally okay with them listening to it. I don't have a problem with that. Again, it's not something I promote, but I'm totally fine with that. I was just sharing with um, someone who's wanting to start a podcast the other day about this exact topic. And here's kind of what I do. I think to myself, would I be okay if they brought this up into like, uh, brought whatever topic it is or whatever statement I made into our session? Not that we're going to spend our session talking about me, but if they made reference to it in their session, would I be comfortable with that? And if I'm not comfortable with that, that is a big cue to me that that is like someplace I just don't go. But if I am comfortable with that and I'm fine with, you know, someone that I'm working with in the mental health perspective, knowing that about me, then I'm okay sharing that. And so that just kind of gives me really a balance to know when I feel, because I do think that people, you know, you can't, people can't overshare. And so that just helps me to not overshare, um, about my life. There are a few other things that I do as well. You know, I don't share personal family information, um, because that's, it's just my family, um, It doesn't just affect me. You know, there are several people that are in my family and they all have their own stories and that's for them to share. Um, So that is one thing that I do. I obviously never share client information. I never share um, something that a client would say to me. Um, I may share things that like people throughout life share with me and I really enjoy and appreciate that. So that's kind of how I judge that. But realistically, anyone who's worked with me, anyone who's been a client of mine, they're going to know this when they hear me say this. I, I am myself. I am mm-hmm. myself regardless if I am a therapist or if I am a podcaster or if I'm speaking with a group. I mean, I am myself. And so you're going to get me regardless. You're just going to get me. Me without as many boundaries if you're a close friend or family, I mean not boundaries. that's mm-hmm. not a good way to word that, but um without as many restrictions on what I'm sharing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So mm-hmm. I just maintain my consistency in who I am, but there's just different levels there we go. That's a good way to say it different levels yeah. of sharing.
1: yes, I love that so much because I think it gives like a defined way of really teasing out in our minds as um people who maybe do have um professional relationships and personal relationships and perhaps people are looking at doing podcasting or things like that to really identify like how much do I want to share and to kind of put it on those different levels um, and walk themselves through that in their mind. So that was a really beautiful description of how to do that.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I think the other um, thing, too, is that, you know, in the social work profession, um, boundaries, I mean, obviously are extremely important. One thing that I think is hard um, and each person has their own interpretation of is truly we're supposed to stay so neutral on so many different um Top so many different topics they're not really neutral, but understanding and um welcoming and you know being open to so many different perspectives and I think sometimes throughout that we struggle with how do I share my own perspective mm-hmm. and not step on somebody else's toes because I still value them as a person and value their perspective, but I just might not a hundred percent agree, and so I think that is also really challenging at times,
1: yes, 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 and yes, I absolutely agree with that um. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I also wonder if a piece of that too is having a a personality in a relationship that feels like if somebody does have a differing view or opinion than you, that it's known that you um just because your opinion's different, that you still accept that person. Um or you still accept that those were the um their choices or how they think and feel. Right.
0: Absolutely. That um yeah. definitely provides some clarity for sure.
1: Okay, so kind of outside of the podcasting role that you have and the therapy role that you have, can you tell us a little bit about passions that are not related to therapy or podcasting?
0: Sure passions of mine. So, you know, I've always been someone who, um, like, when you say, like, what are your hobbies? I My whole entire life have been like, <laughs> literally, that's the noise I make when someone asks me that, like, I don't know, what are my hobbies? So I think that that's been kind of challenging for me. Um, but what I would say, the other things I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about being a business owner. I'm passionate about entrepreneurship. I mean, which is so hard to say, by the way, can we just say, like, can we call it something else? Because like, my <laughs> goodness, that is a mouthful. Every single time, I'm like, I can barely even say that, but I'm really passionate about that. And I'm passionate about supporting businesses that have great causes. Um, that's something that I really um am always very interested in. You know, like there's like stuff like the Fair Trade Act and different things like that. Like I'm always really interested in um that type of, you know, that type of stuff. Um, so I really enjoy that. I love gardening. My husband and I always plant this like huge garden. It's always overgrown, guys. It's not like we're like out (laughs) there, like it doesn't like a manicured garden or anything. It's always overgrown. We typically have way more um, than we intend to ever plant. Or sometimes we have things that don't even grow like our carrots last year. Um, So I I enjoy that, though. I love being able to see like the work that you put into something grow. And maybe that's a theme throughout my life. is something I'm passionate about, just putting in that work and seeing whatever it is grow, um, and so I really enjoy that that part of things. You know, North Dakota um, is absolutely beautiful, and so sometimes I'm just really passionate about being outside when there's not bugs, mm-hmm. which is not very often. But at least it's windy, so hey, you know that helps with <laughs> bugs. But, <laughs> but so I'm I'm passionate about um, being outside, and I like to fish with my family, especially. We all really enjoy that, and I honestly. My father-in-law, if he heard this, would be like, oh, Kelly, but I don't even care if we catch fish. I really don't. I just like being out there and being on the water. Um, of course, when you catch fish, it's so much more fun, Like, but it's still really amazing to be able to be out there. So um, just spending that time with, with family and friends and brainstorming and dreaming, I mean, I, that's definitely a passion of mine. And helping other people. you know, I, I love when someone will say, well, I have this idea, but I'm not sure that I could do that, or that would never work. Well, why not? Like, why wouldn't it work? So, I love yeah. hearing about um, other people's passions as well. Um, wow. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that probably covers most of it. I mean, everyone who's ever listened to this knows that I love iced tea. Anyone who's ever worked with me knows that I drink, like, probably way more than you ever should. It's unsweetened, so I feel better about it because of that. <laughs> So um, that's something I would say. As funny as that is, I am really passionate about my iced tea, and I am particular. I'm not gonna lie, and water. I'm very particular about water as well. So that's kind of describing love- me.
1: Yeah. Um, if I can, um, if I can share. If not, then um, you can just edit it out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. Uh, go ahead. So um, you had sent me a message. I don't know if how long ago this was, a week or two ago, and you were talking about your water in your car. And you were just so loving your water. And you're like, mm I ain't sharing this with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That, is, that is me. I, I just love it. Just loving up yes. on your water. That's yes. fantastic. The other thing that as you were talking that I was listening to is how interesting and amazing it is. that you're, That your life outside of therapy and podcasting is so consistent with your life of therapy and podcasting. And so this the the life that you're living right now truly sounds like the life that you were meant to live and that you were kind of born this way. Like you were born to encourage you were born to help people find the best in themselves. You were born to do this work and how cool that you found your way through it and found your way to it and now get to do this every day, because I think it is a true gift to be able to work doing the same things that your body and soul actually were have a purpose to do and feel that purpose of.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, I could, like, cry over here. That was just, like, the sweetest, kindest thing. Seriously. So thank you so oh, much for saying course. that. You know, yes. I, I don't know, like I say, until especially this past year that I've really been able to really identify or kind of put together what it looks like for me. But I really do feel like I am living the – like my best life, like that's the simplest way to say it. Like, I feel like I'm living my best life. Like, yes, you know, I'm not going to say I don't have problems. I mean, Brittany, I know I shared with you, we got an ice dam on our roof, water backed up. I mean, that, you know, we have construction we have to do. We need a new roof now. <laughs> like, there's all sorts of things that happen. Um, but I, I do believe that when you are like, when you're living your passion or going after your passion, that all those things that happen in life, like, yes. They are unfortunate and yes, they are frustrating. Do not get me wrong. They're absolutely frustrating, but you view it different because you're happy with the life that you have. Mm -hmm. And honestly, these last couple of years, especially, I I didn't know that life could be this good. And again, my life is not perfect. I want to be really clear. I have a lot of ups and downs and all sorts of things. And I just had, um, like you all know, I just had some family um, health issues that were going on. And so it certainly hasn't been a breeze, but I honestly did not know that life could be this good. I I wouldn't have believed it. I really would not have believed it. So when I hear that someone wants to go for their goals, I'm like, you don't even know how good your life can be. Like you have to keep going. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, I totally agree with you. And how cool it is for people who maybe don't feel in that position at this moment to hear from somebody who does feel in that position to know that it is possible.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's what I mean – You know, my friend recommended audiobooks and I started listening to podcasts and it just like trickled down from there. If you want to do something and you don't feel like in that moment you're equipped to do that, then you reach out to other people. And whether it's people that you know or people that you can find on the stinking internet because (laughs) they're there and they're available. Mm -hmm. I mean, being able to have other people come alongside you makes a world of difference. And I yes. I do believe that throughout my life, there have been really pivotal moments and really pivotal people that have just kind of been showing me the way, essentially. Not to sound all hippie-ish, but that's really, no. <laughs> that's really what has happened.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so interesting to me because um, there's a group that I'm a part of where people share their testimony and kind of like their life testimony, if you will. Oh, uh-huh. And someone said, came to me not that long ago and said... That they were selected to be the next person to share their testimony and how nervous they were. And so we were talking about like where the nerves were coming from. And the person said to me, Well, I just don't feel equipped to share my testimony because, um, life has just been so good for me. And, um, and kind of that feeling of the only, People who should be sharing their testimony are the only people that are that are influential with their testimony are people who have struggled, and I was like, hold on, sister, coming from one struggling sister to another person who felt like their struggle was less, you inspire me. Uh-huh. You inspire Great. me to know that life can be different and that um, if life has been a struggle, it doesn't always have to be a struggle or things like that. So I think it's so important for us to surround ourselves around people who um, are also doing well and not. of like hey they're bragging to me but like hey no here's a glimpse of light for you this this is a possibility for all of us Um, so don't get too lost in the darkness there's always light here
0: oh I love that yeah that is so true I really do believe that it takes every single one of us and that you know we all I really believe this. To my core, of course, you can reach literally any dream that you have. It's just if you're willing to work for it. Or you can make any change in your life if you want, if you're willing to work for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. just, you know, that saying that's like, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. I really mm-hmm. believe that that summer is this thing as well. And I think like you said, like being able to see people who, um, you know, there are some really tragic stories. You know, we all have hard, had our really hard, you know, losses in life, but there are some really tragic stories that you hear. But it's also really helpful to be able to hear, like you say, just um, not that we're comparing, but just other stories of people and their good moments too. Like you want yes. that because you want to know that there is good.
1: Yes. Yes. And for us to reframe that, it's not bragging, right? Right. Like when we're telling our good stories, we're also sharing hope and encouragement by telling our good stories.
0: Absolutely. You know, there's um someone that I, I follow online um, and I thought it was really great because I started noticing kind of a trend and I, and I was not judging, I promise. But I was just like, oh, wow, there's a lot of like really kind of sad and, and, and negative. I was actually kind of getting worried, to be honest with you. Um, Like, should I reach out, you know, make sure they're doing OK? Because, um, you know, I know them. And so I was, I was truly just getting ready to do that. And then they put up a post that was like talking about how they, for some reason, got into this mindset that they could only share the bad things and Mm -hmm. they shouldn't share the good things. And then they realized, but that's not like a true reflection of my life because there's both. And so I was really glad to be able to see that too. Because I I think people do, I mean, people want to know really hard, like vulnerable things, but it's also, it's vulnerable to share, like, I'm doing really well too.
1: Mm-hmm. Some. absolutely absolutely I totally agree with all of that
0: hey guys totally interrupting here my apologies but I wanted to let you know about our weekly newsletter I'm not sure if you've seen me post about it or not but it is a weekly newsletter from yours truly on the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast get a more intimate look at how I view life how I am able to find people to be on the podcast and even be able to take part in who shouldn't be on the podcast. This community is for you. I want you the encouragers to be able to go out into the world and spread goodness. And I would love for you to be a part of that. Just go over to my website, wwwkellysissoncom backslash podcast, and you will be able to sign up for the newsletter there. Now back to the show.
1: Um, So that leads me into my next question, which is two and one. Um, Can you, and I think it is perfect with what we were just talking about, is can you let us know both one of your greatest qualities and a quality that you struggle with most in yourself?
0: Sure. Okay. Greatest quality. I would truly say my ability to connect with people. And I feel kind of braggy saying that, but I'm just going to say it like it is. I do believe, and I think part of that is because it's been modeled so well for me in my life. Um, Both of my parents ha- are really great at connecting with people. My dad, we always joke with him, he could talk with someone about like anything, like anybody about anything. Like if baseball is your favorite topic, he's talking about baseball. If you would rather talk about the Mall of America, my dad will tell you everything he knows about it and ask you what you know. I mean, like he just has this ability to make you feel valued Um, You know, and and to really connect and be able to show that he cares about you. And he does. It's not like it's a show. He truly does care about people. And so I think that that just generationally as well has been modeled so well for me um, that it just comes naturally. And I don't really have to, I mean, I have to be aware of it, of course, but I don't really have to work at it very hard because it's just such a natural um, gift, truly, that my parents... And past generations, especially my dad's side, really just um, taught so well. And so I'm super thankful for that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, My – something that I struggle with. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are things I'm just trying to pick which one I want to talk about. Um, You know, one of the things that I struggle with, I'll be honest with you, is I have 75 billion – ideas of things that I want to do. So I am never at shortage of ideas. What I do find is sometimes when I get into ideas, I may find that they're not for me or I just get bored with them. Mm-hmm. And so I hit kind of ruts, like, I'm just kind of bored with this. I don't know if I should continue on. I mean, usually at some point, you know, I get some some type of um, idea or some type of like sign that I feel like I should continue or should not. But I think that would be um, something that I have struggled with is getting myself into things because I'm so invested in it and then being like, eh, maybe I should backstep a little bit. Am I really this invested into it? Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So that's something that I would say that I... I struggle with something I used to struggle with a lot more. And I'm not going to lie. It still pops in every now and again. But I feel like I have a better grasp of it was other people's opinions, which I know is like a hot topic right now. Um, but that is something that held me back for for so long. You know, what are other people going to think if I do this? Or they're probably going to say this about me. Or, you know, are they going to think I'm that same person that I was when I went to college with them? Because I'm not overly thrilled about who I was at that moment. And are they going to judge what I'm saying now? And are they going to believe it's real? Because this is really who I am. And, you know, all of those thoughts um, for so long really kept me pretty stuck And then one day I just realized it doesn't really matter. (laughs) And everything changed. I mean, it was, it was a slow progression. Don't get me wrong, but it just kind of hit me like it really doesn't matter realistically they're probably not even thinking those things. You know, there's so many people that say this, but I love when people are like they're probably not even thinking about you. They're probably thinking about themselves and it's so true. So mm-hmm. I even remind myself of that. And even if somebody is thinking something negative of me, like that's on them. That's not on me. And when you give mm-hmm. yourself that freedom to truly believe that that is their their it you know, their issue or their stuff they have to work through. Of course, with having some self-awareness with how you're interacting, but um I think that's it's freedom. It's freedom of not caring. And that freedom feels darn good. I'll just be honest. It feels really good.
1: hmm hmm I love how you talked about, and I'm going to re- rephrase it a little bit because I don't know your exact words, but I love how you talked about your worry about being seen mm. and what it might look like to other people or how they might judge that. Right. Versus your desire to fulfill your dreams and be happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I was gonna say I don't think I answered fully. Now that you mentioned that, I was like, oh no, I never talked about that earlier. The, I mean, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit, but to me, the 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 boundary situation as far as like what I share professionally and personally is a little bit different than showing up and being seen. So, do you mind if I talk about that just real quick and answer that question? Absolutely. From okay. Yeah. So, um. So I I have struggled with that. I've struggled with that, I would say, my entire life. I want things to go really well for other people. And I want things to go well in my own life. But I want to do it from behind the scenes. So I wouldn't... I mean, even if I go back to high school, like I'm not somebody that is going to try out for like the main role or even a role probably, but I'm willing to help behind the scenes. You need me to move some furniture to help with some sound or heck, whatever it is, like I would help with that, but I always really want to be behind the scenes. I mean, I think back to even some things that I did, you know, like pretending like had laryngitis and not singing or pretending to play the clarinet ever so long or whatever it is like, I, I never really wanted to... um I wanted to be able just to show up, stay behind the scenes and do good work, essentially, like make some good efforts um, and help other people be seen. And so when I started this, um, I I really struggled with that fact that I I'll just say it like I'm thinking it. I couldn't hide anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I am me. And I couldn't hide that. And if I wanted to be able to share and encourage other people, then I had to be okay with myself. And I had to be okay with sharing myself with other people, knowing that that could potentially come with some negative criticism. But Mm -hmm. what are my options? Do Mm -hmm. I just hide away? Or do I do the work and feel good about myself and be okay with being seen? I'm not saying it's always comfortable. I mean, there are still moments when I'm like, oh, this feels too vulnerable. <laughs> I'm not sure about this. Um, but I often just try to remind myself that and, and I know that I think it was you, Brittany, that said this to me one time too, that um, you know, vulnerability when people are looking at that often is seen as like bravery and so it's always a positive perspective typically um people are very rarely um super negative about vulnerability or about being yourself and so um i try to remind myself of that as well you know one those opinions are not on me they are on the person who is thinking those two you know it it's it's not it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing to be seen it's not a bad Mm -hmm. thing to say these are some things i'm doing Um, it just doesn't always feel a hundred percent I'll say, okay, only because I think that, especially as women, I think that we're taught to not, I don't want to say like not make waves, but kind of, I mean, that's kind of what I think we're taught from an early age, just to keep everything smooth, calm, everything's fine. Don't look over here. You know, no one needs to see what's going on over here. And so being able to show up in, I mean, the reality is if, if I want to be able to encourage other people, if I want to connect your listeners with other people, I have to be willing to show up. As myself and be seen and be okay with that, and so that's some some work that I've done on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely, that is fantastic. I don't know about everybody else, but that is definitely one of um, my tough my um, tough places is being seen. And what if I fail? Ah, (laughs) right, right. And and I think it's just so important to recognize that um, that as we're encouraging each other and as we're in this encouragement community of like we don't need people to make fun of us when we're down or we don't need people to like be laughing at us um when we're falling we need to like continue to hold hands and encourage each other and i think it's just so awesome to have this community because you know when we label ourselves kind of as like encouragers we know that like not only will we have people cheering for us when we're up we're gonna have people cheering for us when we're down right um and part of being seen gets to be that as well. When you're seen, yes, people are going to see you when you're up. And yes, people are going to see you when you're down. But lots of people want to cheer each other on right. during both of those. Right.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I haven't met, quite honestly, that I can think of, met and actually been able to talk to any woman who has not just wanted support. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure men as well. Um, but... I guess, you know, that conversation, I guess, I don't know, with how my life has worked out, I haven't ha- been able to have that with as many women as I have, men, excuse me, as I have women. Um, mm-hmm. But really, women just want supported, whether it's the good mm-hmm. moments or the bad moments. And that's mm-hmm. what I think, um, I really believe that encouraging and an encouraging community like this has the ability to significantly impact and change people's lives. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm hopeful for.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely okay so i'm going to switch into a totally different question style and then we'll come back into some more of the encourager ones but can you tell us all a weird wacky fact about yourself
0: weird wacky fact Hmm. okay i'm thinking of one and it's like super embarrassing and no i'm not going to do it before you ask okay but (laughs) so when okay so we had this dog this is like so embarrassing but i'm gonna share it because who the heck cares but okay so we had this dog when i was younger um and it was a half okay let's see she was half dimation half cocker spaniel we thought she was a mix And her name was Gracie, and I loved Gracie. Um, And she had this really high-pitched bark. And one day I got kind of frustrated with her, and I (laughs) I barked back at her. And I was like, oh, my God, I can bark like Gracie. And so I always thought it was, like, the coolest thing when I was little that I would, like, bark back at her, um, not really knowing, of course, anything that I was doing or saying. And I'm sure it just – she was probably looking at me like, you are ridiculous right now. Like, what are you doing? But I thought it was so cool. So that's probably, like, completely random fact
1: I am not going to lie. I'm holding myself back from laughing. And I just snorted a little bit. (laughs) My face. So I don't think anybody heard it. But seriously, dying laughing about (laughs) you figuring out you could bark really well.
0: I know. I know. I'm like, I don't know what that means about me. But um, yeah, apparently that's that was a talent I had. So
1: I love it. I straight up thought you were going to go with the easy one that's out there and so quick to grab that you don't like coffee.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't like coffee. I know, I know. It's just yeah, it's it's just not my jam. And I've tried it, and like my husband's always like try this one, try this one. I'm like no, like it it literally gives me an instant headache, and I have no idea why. Um, but it just makes me feel terrible in the smell of it. I think it smells awful, and people are always like it smells so good. I'm like get that coffee out of here. <laughs> like it's just terrible. So, but to each their I, own, you know?
1: I gotta be honest. I'm so glad you didn't think of the coffee one. So now I know about your barking abilities.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I had to move back from the mic for my my very loud laughter. That's hilarious. <laughs> you, you can tell people I don't mind. We're, you know, telling the world. So it's all good. But we all had weird things we did when we were kids. And if someone tells me they didn't, I don't believe them. That's crap. So,
1: Yep, I totally agree with you. I love it. Okay. Um, moving on to the next. Give us some ideas of what your encourager dreams are for your encourager community moving forward.
0: Oh, good question. Yeah. So I um, am really excited about the encouragers community and we're just really building some you know, momentum and it's really great to be able to see that and to see how truly... Um, not only the guests are changing lives, but even just people commenting and different things that are occurring. It's just so great to see. So my my goal, um, remember I'm a big dreamer, guys, so don't let this goal scare you, but <laughs> my ultimate goal would be to be able to travel around the United States and teach women, especially, but whoever, um, but especially women and potentially even kids about how to be encouragers. And so that's really my ultimate goal is to be able to spread it as far and as wide as I can um, so that other people can go out into the world and encourage those around them. That's really what my goal is. However, we can spread that encouragement because I mean, I believe it when I say it. I I did not know until this year, I swear. But I really believe that encouragement has the ability to completely shift lives. And I think that you can do it in some really simple ways. But I also think it's not just about encouraging other people. It's about encouraging ourselves as well. And that's the part I think is a little bit harder for people to really, um, to really understand and really be able to utilize um, in their own lives. And so that's really what my ultimate goal is. So being able to um, travel around and just share this information to whomever will allow me to share it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so, so fantastic. Um, and I think it is so cool of you to have big dreams. And, and by big dreams, by no means do I mean unrealistic in any way, because I absolutely think that um you have the power to do all of that, and how cool and how powerful to change people's lives in that way. And it sounds like even starting from, you know, uh even starting from younger ages of encouraging people all the way through adulthood, I think of like how many high schools could benefit from having um speakers at it, or how many, um, communities could benefit from having speakers at it or how many military events could have right. benefits, from somebody speaking encouragement to them. So I think that is so amazing and such a huge thing you could bring to our entire communities. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I also
0: think that, I mean, I think it's really important to start young, but I also don't think it's ever too late. I mean, I've seen the impact of encouragement even um, in people who are in like their 80s and 90s. I mean, the the power to truly to change someone's life and to change your own life. I really think there is no time limit for that. As long as we're living and breathing, we can change our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's really what the goal is.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I just have a couple more questions for you, Kelly. Tell us what is or what has been the hardest part about being an encourager?
0: Oh, the hardest part I would say is probably the days um, when I, I, I really don't. F- I'm gonna say it like I think I really don't feel like encouraging because of whatever's mm-hmm. going on in my own life, um, mm-hmm. and. Bec- because I want to be able to do that and I, I do that other moments at times I'll have people reach out to me in some of those really hard days and that's probably the hardest part is being able to provide them with encouragement um, but also be able to acknowledge because you know that I'm, I'm having a bad day or um, I have some really serious issues going on in my own life and um, as much as I want to be able to be that bright shining encourager all the time the reality is is that sometimes I need to be able to pull back Um, and encourage myself. And so I think that's been the hardest part is finding that good balance and being able to be available. Um, but also acknowledge that when I need to take a step back, I need to do that. And, um, I have to do that. I mean, there's not, it's not just a need. I have to do that in order to, um, continue work like this because it's, it's important to me, but it's also important to me to be able to, um, encourage myself in my own life and give myself that freedom to know when it's time to take a step back.
1: Absolutely, and oftentimes I think, uh, if could the work really be done if you um, weren't in a place um, in a good place yourself, right. and so how important it is to make sure that um, you're encouraged yourself and you're full yourself before going on and encouraging others. Yep. But I also like what you said about if you're not encouraging others, it's your reminder to encourage yourself. Yep. Essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super cool super cool. Okay. Um if you were to stand for one thing in this life and leave that legacy behind, what would that be?
0: Only one thing. Tough. No, just kidding. I absolutely if, if I could only do one thing in life, if I was only remembered for one thing. Well, I guess it's kind of two parts, so I might be cheating a little bit on this. But I want to be remembered for loving my family well and by my family I mean extended family etc but especially my husband and son I want to be remembered loving them um, in a really healthy positive way Mm
1: -hmm.
0: number two would be I want to be remembered for being an encourager even in the moments that are tough um, and and not shying away from tough situations um, and to Truly, continue this. I, I mean, I am hopeful. And how, I mean, how I view it now is that I will be literally on my deathbed, encouraging somebody else as I'm getting ready to pass away. Like that is my ultimate goal. I just, if my legacy was was only that, was only that she was encouraging, and was only that she loved her family well, good. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that is beautiful. Beautifully said. Well, thank you. Okay, my last question is similar to one of the last questions that you typically ask oh. the people that are on your podcast, um, but twisted just a little bit differently. So um, it is um, regarding Brene Brown. And mm-hmm. so we know about her braving the wilderness and being in a dark place and kind of finding the light when um, you're in that dark place and, and finding your way through the wilderness. Can you talk to us about a time that you braved the wilderness and who was your encourager through that?
0: Yes, there's a few that pop into mind. Um, So I might, can I share both? I'll try to be... of course but um the first one that pops into mind is when i um went into private practice um not initially but when i went full-time because it just was a really it felt like a really scary step um now looking back i'm like i was fine the whole time i'm not sure why it felt like that but it did um just being a business owner in general and then being um full-time dependent um on your income is just i mean it's a little nerve-wracking Now, having grown up um, in that lifestyle, because my dad has owned his, you know, a business my entire life and even before that so um i mean i very much grew up in that and so i knew what to expect so that probably helped me a little bit with that um through so i would say that would be one of them the other one that i don't talk about as much um, that i'm absolutely fine sharing is that um, before i met my husband actually i was in a really dark place in my life um i had been in this really crappy relationship and was trying to um, move past that and i felt very alone and very isolated Um, and i hadn't told very many people what was going on um because I was trying to cover for it, to be completely honest, and so I felt I felt really alone. But I knew that I needed to make some changes. Um, anyone that that knows my husband, um, as cheesy as it sound, and knows our story, knows that literally when I first saw my husband, I knew I was going to marry him, um, and that actually kept me going in those moments of like trying to get out of that. It was like I know um, who who I'm supposed to marry and who I'm going to be with. And so I need to get my life right, essentially, was how um, I viewed it. I need to be able to be okay with who I am and and what's going on in my own life before I would be willing to be in a relationship with someone that I know is going to be um, my life companion.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what a beautiful story. And, um, pretty cool that it sounds like your encouragers were probably your husband without him knowing it. And then also yourself.
0: Absolutely. And also what? what?
1: And also yourself. I'm sure. Oh, yes. Yes.
0: No, sorry. I just didn't hear you. But yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you catch the theme through both of those situations, I mean, it's always been my husband. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I will like say completely random ideas and he'll be like, Yeah. All right, I think we could do that, you know. <laughs> or like, all right, go for it. Um just the other day I said, "You know, I really want to take the spinning class in the morning." And so then this morning I got back from the gym. He's like, "Did you go to spinning?" And I was like, oh, no, I just went to, like, the normal gym. I think I need to, like, get back on the bike first before I, like, pop on to spinning class. It's been, like, 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, really? Like, you should totally go. Like, he just really um, is encouraging whatever – obviously, spinning is not that wild of an idea. But whatever idea it is, he's just mm-hmm. like, go for it. Um, and it's really – I mean, I I – value that so much. Um, and I feel very honored to have that in my life. And I know that there are a lot of people that that truly don't have that. Um, and that breaks my heart because I know it's been so monumental in my own life.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I, I think another really beautiful piece of that is the recognition that sometimes when we encourage other people, we know it, Yes. but it sounds like many times in life we're encouraging other people and we have no idea. Oh, absolutely. And so, um, super cool that your husband knows it, that he's encouraging you now probably, but at one point probably had no idea how much he was acting you and bringing you through that tough time of life.
0: Yep, absolutely. No, I think you're 100% right. And I often talk with people when they feel like maybe, you know, oh, um, I, you know, I don't think that I'm making, you know, my, many changes in life or I don't think that I'm impacting a lot of people. And I have I to share and I've shared the story on here about when I was at Chipotle and I, I think I shared that with you too, Brittany, about how mm-hmm. a lady said, I appreciate you. And it's literally changed my life. So I mm-hmm. tell people now, I, I say, I appreciate you um, instead of I appreciate that you whatever it is that they did for me, because that's about how they impacted me. I appreciate you as how they themselves are valued. Um, And so like that, she'll never know that unless I go back there, she still works there. I'll tell her, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. she'll, you know, she'll never know that. And so it's even, even little things like that, Or one time I was in the social security office after I got married, changing my name. And there was a mom who was so patient with her daughter. And I still, to this day, when I'm out with my son, I think about that mom and how patient she was and how in awe of her I was. And that helps me have patience with him. And, like, she'll never know. I will never see her probably ever again. I won't even know what she looked like, to be honest. But, like, that had a profound impact. So, like, there, it's very likely that there are hundreds of things that we're doing throughout our lives that we have no clue is impacting someone significantly. And that's kind of
1: cool. Absolutely. So, so, so cool. Okay, sweet lady. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add or anything else that you feel like would be important for the listeners to hear about you? You know, not that I can really think of, but this was really
0: fun. Now, I feel like now I have a good like understanding of how like other people feel. And I'm someone who if I'm asking somebody to do something, I want to have an understanding of what that is as well. And I want to be able to do that, you know, so um, I just so appreciate this. Um, I can't yeah. think yeah I think that's about I mean that's me in a nutshell you know if I have anything extra I'll certainly I'll add to some other podcast episodes but um I think
1: that's it that sounds fantastic and again thanks for letting me um be on here it's been cool to kind of get to know things about you that I didn't know either so um super super cool to be on this end of it so thank you so much for letting me do that
0: absolutely well thank you I really appreciate you
1: thanks and thanks for all your encouragement yeah absolutely
0: Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to backslash podcast where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.